This past Wednesday, astronomers unveiled the first ever picture of a black hole. The image was produced by an international team who put countless images together to get a crisp view of this mysterious place in our solar system. It was really big news in the world of science. A black hole is a region of space from which nothing, not even light, can escape. It's not empty. It's more like a vacuum that inhales everything that it comes in contact with. As the black hole absorbs more and more matter, its gravitational pull increases. Its thirst is unquenchable. There's a region of space beyond the black hole called the event horizon. This is like a point of no return. At that point, it is impossible to escape the black hole. This sounds like the stuff of science fiction, a place that takes and takes and yet never gives, a place that drinks deeply without ever pouring out. According to the Gospels, Jesus spoke just seven things from the cross. One of these was a simple phrase, I am thirsty, John 19, verse 28. In its original form, this saying was comprised of only one word, dipso, dipso, I thirst. This is one of the final things that the dying man, Jesus, could muster together. He said it so that the scripture would be fulfilled. I looked for sympathy, but there was none. For comforters, but I found none. They put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my drink. Psalm 69, verse 20 to 21. Jesus hung thirsty. He was emptied. The one who had spoken to the lonely woman at a Samaritan well and told her that he would give her living water which would allow her to never thirst again, he was now thirsty. The one who shouted out at a great festival that if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink the living water that I give, he was now asking for even a soaked sponge of vinegar to be fed to him. There was no water available to flow into Jesus on that cross. He died thirsty. There was a day long before that when God's people had been thirsty. They were in the wilderness and needed God to provide a drink which would carry them until they arrived in the land, the paradise, which was promised to them. At that time, God did not cause rain to come. He didn't cause a river to overflow. How did God provide water for his people's thirst? Exodus 17 tells us, The people of God journeyed by stages as the Lord commanded. They set up camps, but there was no water for them to drink. The Lord said to Moses, Go on ahead of the people and take some of the elders of Israel with you. Take in your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile, and go. Strike the rock, and water will come out of it, so that the people may drink. Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel.
You see, God sends living water through the broken rock. And he does so again in Jesus Christ. There was nothing to quench Jesus' thirst. And yet on the cross, he was becoming the life-giving rock. He was struck, broken, split open, so that he became the source of living water. We can join Jesus in his simple phrase, Dipso, I thirst. Yet, we are not met with a soaked sponge full of leftover wine. Instead, he fills us with the Spirit of God. He thirsted so that we would never thirst again. Let's pray. Jesus, you became the source of living water for all of creation. You were filled with the Spirit of God, and you give that Spirit into us today because you were struck open on the cross. We worship you for being the source of our lives now and for eternity. Help us also to give life to others in your name. Amen.